Welcome to the Voices of Young People podcast, brought to you by Springtide Research Institute. In each episode, we hear directly from young people as they respond to our research and share about the issues impacting their lives. As sociologists and researchers, we see a new story unfolding for young people, one that moves beyond traditional institutional boundaries and requires careful attention to the inner and outer lives of emerging generations. At the intersection of being and becoming, it's the Voices of Young People. Hi, my name is Marta Abawaji. I'm the head of community engagement at Springtide Research Institute. And in season five of the Voices of Young People podcast, we are listening to all different young people share their own religious perspectives um, because it coincides with our brand new report, The State of Religion and Young People 2021, Navigating Uncertainty. And in today's episode, we get to hear one of our interns um, from Springtide. Lucy, who's 21 years old, was an intern um, throughout the, the past school year. And she's a college student in Pennsylvania. And she shares how she really weaves an appreciation for tradition, for structure, with a need for exploration in how she defines and approaches her spiritual life. Participating in small faith communities, playing music, um, she plays trombone, which is really rad, <laughs> in, in religious settings and in non-religious settings, um, and then connecting with the natural world are all practices that she finds really integral for nurturing her inner life and her outer life. So here it is. Hi, uh, my name is Lucy Cobble. I am 21, currently am a junior at Villanova University. So I'm right outside of Philadelphia right now and I am studying uh, theology and the humanities. My uh, pronouns are she, her, and um, I'm currently an editorial intern with Springtide Research Institute this semester. So yes, yeah, so I'm connected to the Catholic um, spiritual tradition. I was born and raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic grade school and I'm currently attending a Catholic university. And uh, I think over the years, I have stayed within the Catholicism because of the, the structure that it's given my life and the way that it has helped me develop a framework for the way I see the world. But as the years have gone on, I definitely think it's taken on a life of its own. and. Um, I use the structure of Catholicism still, but I, I try to make it unique in my own way every day. So the uh, the ways that I stay connected to my my faith community are mostly through engaging in in small group settings. I am someone who kind of grew up not really enjoying any kind of like I, I went to youth group and I, I was invested in, in different kinds of small groups, but. I liked to be unique and be an individual who wanted to figure everything out on herself, um, on her own and figure things out myself. But um, since being at Villanova, I have really made it a point to invest myself in, in smaller communities that can both hold me accountable, but also introduce me to, I guess, different ways of viewing the faith and seeing the ways that faith can be lived out. I am, I'm in, involved in a number of small communities, one of which being a Women's, uh, women's community on campus that meets twice a week. 
And in that community, I've had the opportunity to both meet women who I love now and consider dear friends, but I've also been able to meet women who are sharing the same goals and desires and dreams as me. And they help me understand my faith more and grow in ways that I might not have been able to grow on my own. And even though the, the group is structured in a way where, where we, we adopt certain practices that Catholicism, like certain prayers that Catholicism um, teaches. And in having that structure, I'm able to ground myself in, in the tradition of Catholicism. But then once I'm surrounded by women and, and we start having discussions and start really just getting to know one another every single week, um, it kind of takes on a life of its own and I'm able to, I guess, learn more about myself that learn more than I would be able to learn in if I had, I just been like saying the prayers at a Catholic mass or something. So I think when I, when I think about the times in my life that I've been most deeply connected to my, my center of meaning or most deeply connected to my faith, um, it's usually met with, I usually find that I have a great balance between an understanding of myself, but also an understanding of the world around me. And I think, uh, the most recent abundance of faith probably happened in the fall of 2020. Um, we were on campus and living in the life of restrictions with, with the pandemic and trying to navigate ways to see friends have a some kind of social life and try to have a normal college experience and so this women's community which is called fiat so if i say fiat later that's what i'm referring to um fiat was one of the only constants that i really had to rely on last semester and having that scheduled time every week to see people in person not on zoom to be able to have the same kinds of conversations that that I had been wanting to have for so long really helped root me in this communal understanding of what it means to be a person of faith and to make sense of the world. But I would also say that that was paired with my deep investment in nature last semester. I spent a lot of time outside doing all of my homework readings, paper writing outside, or I would go on hikes uh, at a trail nearby and that was a great time that I had to embrace solitude as someone who, who likes to talk and engage and build connections with people. I needed time by myself to just let myself think. And I found that I did that best in nature. So I think having that combination of, of deep solitude and deep community all together really helped me feel that um, abundance of faith or that abundance of presence in my life in the fall. Just a quick break to give a shout out. Springtide is able to offer this podcast because of donors who make our research and actionable insights possible. After reading our work life report, Nathan wrote, Springtide Research has done it again with their timely, accurate, and helpful research as they peer into what this generation is thinking. I found it especially helpful because I work at a church where most of the members are 60 plus, and I've been working on engaging younger folks. This research is an invaluable tool. 
You can see more of our current findings on our website, springtideresearch.org, where you can also make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options. Now, back to the episode. So, uh, to be to be frank and, and to be honest, I, I think this current season of life that I'm, I'm living right now it, um, has been a time where my faith or my spirituality feels like it's a little desolate or, or it feels a little distant um, just with the activities I've been engaging with and with the class load that I have and this great internship, I've just been very busy. And it when I get knocked off my rocker and when I, when I encounter um, a busy schedule, busy, like a, a busy day with meetings and whatnot, um, I have a, a big tendency to, to forget my identity. My identity is the first thing that goes when I get busy and I haven't really had time to play catch up this semester at all. This in this spring, um, kind of late, late winter into early spring, I felt that I I've been able to reflect already that I've kind of forgotten what sustains me and what keeps me going. Um, you know, I haven't with, with winter being, being cold here in Philadelphia, there's not much opportunity to go outside and enjoy nature in the way that I might have done that in the fall or in the, or in the summer. And my engagement with the communities around me, I've been present physically, but kind of absent um, mentally and spiritually a little bit. And I have, I think, presented some kind of unwillingness to let people help me get out, get out of that, break out of that mold or, or break out of my my solitude um, that prevents me from keeping those connections and sustaining those connections. And I, I, it's impressive to me that I have an awareness of that, but I also have a hard time doing something to fix that well, or, or that, that empty well when it, when it comes its way. The things in my, in my life that feel the most sacred to me or make the presence of, of, God of, of the divine most known to me are, I, I feel like they're pretty simple. Um, I, I think that a good conversation is sacred when, when you are truly and actively engaged in meeting a person, um, like one heart to one heart, even if it has to be on Zoom, just sharing that space and feeling that vulnerability. I think that's extremely sacred and it's a lost art that is um, forgotten as the days go on. So I always strive for um, just deep human connection, I guess, and whether that be in a, a church setting or if it just be in a random meeting with someone on the sidewalk, I, that is one of the top things that, that one of the things that feels the most sacred to me. But I also think the things that are sacred to me are just anything that presents itself to me in the natural world. Um, I was fortunate enough a year ago to have taken a class where we talked about the natural world and the connections to um, any kind of creator being, not specifically the tradition of creation that Catholicism or Christianity preaches, but just creation in general, looking at the natural world and trying to find ways to um, see the divine in in a leaf or in a complex animal but ever so in, in the last year I think I've had a conversion of heart where 
that sacredness is most present in nature where even if I am in a dry spell or, or where my own faith life feels desolate, I know that when I'm walking and when I'm aware of the way that the trees are like wrestling around me, I still feel the presence of, of the divine, of that creator, even when I don't believe it, I guess, internally myself about my own life, or even if I'm I'm dealing with some problem or issue, I know that I can at least recognize that the divine is still present um, in nature and in the world. And so I think the kinds of activities I participate in or I engage in to um, to find that sacredness, as I've said, I really try to invest in community. I know that when I, the times that I want to reject community or the times when I feel like I need to be alone are the times when I most need to, to reach out to people and to have them help me um, understand the world, understand what's sacred. and. So having those conversations, meeting up with friends in faith and non-faith settings helps me to reconnect and to remember what is sacred and divine. And, and similarly, sometimes those, those conversations happen when I'm in nature with friends and I decide to go for a hike or just go for a walk around our campus. Um, oftentimes it's kind of a double whammy of find, finding the sacred in, in those conversations, but also in the natural world around me. The practices that help me feel most rooted are most rooted in my spirituality are, as I've said, you know, engaging in community and um, engaging with nature. But there's also another huge part of my identity that is rooted in music and in um, music ministry specifically. I am a musician on campus for our um, pastoral group. So I am one of the instrumentalists who will play at mass on Sundays and also assist with a few other um, liturgical services as they come up over the course of, of the semester. And I haven't always been an instrumentalist in a liturgical setting. I grew up playing music and just in my like high school band and I've always loved the way that music kind of pulls me out of myself, especially when I'm performing in a, with a band or with, with a, an orchestra in the sense that I am an individual as an individual and making a contribution to a greater whole that, and that whole only makes sense when all of the other individuals are doing their part uniquely. And, and so then we all come together and are able to make something beautiful. Um, and so I think being able to continue to, to be able to have that kind of understanding of music and community and working together to be able to have translated that into my faith life so clearly where I'm able to both engage in the mass and, and be able to be a minister to those who are attending mass and to be able to minister to myself um, is a, a unique experience that I didn't anticipate having when I stepped foot on this campus now almost three years ago. But even more so, more generally going outside of the, the walls of church and, and playing music at church. I, I think I've grown up where my family loved just playing music and dancing around and just enjoying the way that, that music connects us more than it divides us often. And so in a way I would consider 
my relationship with music, both playing it and listening to it and appreciating it and using it as, as a form of prayer as well. It's both like a religious and a spiritual practice where I can tailor it to be specifically religious. But then when I am just walking to class or when I need a quiet moment and I decide to put on music, that's still like a sacred or a spiritual practice that I'm investing in and that I, that I do for myself. But it takes on a new life when it's like outside the walls of the church, I guess. The, the spaces that I tend to seek out for centering myself tend to be, I, I tend to think of centering myself as, as something done in solitude or something done on my own. Um, an identity that I recently was able to name is that I, I grew up thinking that I was very extroverted. Everyone in my family is very extroverted and, and finds meaning and, um, or they pull their energy from other people. And I grew up thinking that I did the same, but I did come to realize recently that I am more introverted. I'm kind of an introvert who loves people. And so and maybe that's a product of the pandemic, having, having all that time alone to think and, and to, to honestly consider how I draw my energy, but it's been really integral in helping me to know what best suits my needs when I do need to center myself, when I get in those moments where I forget my identity or I forget what my purpose is or I forget who I am, having this space to be able to name that as Lucy, I need to go be alone for a minute, probably more than a minute. I'm usually gone for a few hours. <laughs> I'll go for a walk or I'll listen to music or just journal in my room and not see that space as something that's like, it's not like I like am stop putting a pause on life when I go to, to recenter myself for a few minutes or for a few hours, but rather I'm taking a pause on the way that I engage with my community. So as to better engage with them once I've recentered. And so those, those spaces do tend to be more isolated than, than normal, I guess, or that they're, they're more isolated than I would have previously considered maybe a year ago. But I, I have definitely realized that I, I need spaces to be alone. And then, and then I'm able to, to go back out into my community and see my friends and see my family and be the best version of myself for them. So when it when it comes to other faith or spiritual traditions, rituals, um, spaces that I've borrowed from in my in the development of my own spirituality, there's I haven't had a lot of exposure, nor have I sought out much other um, ways of of approaching faith, just because I've primarily grown up going having a Catholic education. Most of my education has been rooted in Catholicism, but in my studies at Villanova, I've had the opportunity to, to study other faiths or just study other ways of, of um, engaging with the world and coming to understand it. Um, specifically this semester, I've been taking a class on um, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity in conversation. And I've been really attracted to the prayer practices of Islam, specifically in the way that um, the spoken, that the text is always spoken, that that it's not a written document, and that there's always this this integral connection between music and singing, 
and the words that are are being sung and and given my deep investment in music and the way that music has formed my spirituality that's something that I think is really special and it's not that I haven't had that same relationship with music in in Catholicism growing up but not in the same way that that Islam views that relationship between the, the integral connection between um music and singing and saying those words because there's there's a way that music can express and articulate feelings and emotions that just simply reading or speaking words can't articulate and that's one thing that is often missing from even the catholic mass even when we are playing music um the way that the sacred text is approached in islam where it can only really be sung is so special to me whereas in christianity it's kind of an option you can choose to sing or you can choose to read and you can go either way um and so i think lately I've, I've been tending more towards towards a sung or spoken form of um christian sacred text maybe in a way to imitate what um islam teaches me about that connection When I think about the ways that my faith has changed over time, I I think about how grateful I am first for the structure that I grew up with. Having, having the structure of Catholicism, um, it had its ups and downs, obviously, just, just like any part of childhood, you know, working within limits or boundaries or structures um, will always be met with some kind of hesitation or pushback, but that's just kind of part of growing up. But I do... I. Overall, I, I love the structure that I was raised with because it helped to develop the way that I approach people, the way I approach my identity, what my career discernment might be, or just my discernment for the rest of my life, my vocation. Um, whether good or bad, I, I, I needed some kind of structure, and I am grateful that Catholicism was able to serve that role for me. In, in my, what I would call an adult life as a 21 year old, I, I find that I, the, the structures that I've grown up in don't offer me enough anymore to help me understand the world, to name the, my experiences in the world. And um, they, don't, they don't do the same kinds of things that say a conversation with a friend in passing might be able to do, or the way that um, nature might be able to communicate something to me that a spoken pre-written prayer might be able to do. And that's not to say that that those prayer practices that happen within the walls of the Catholic Church aren't special or necessary, but it's just to say that they're another component of my spirituality, which is can be complex sometimes and and isn't one-dimensional and I think if it were one dimensional, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be faith. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be what I consider Catholicism to be. Um, it, it should be lively and help me to be more fully alive. And there are times when, when sitting in a pew at mass or, or when playing my trombone at mass just doesn't do enough for me in whatever period of time I'm, I'm living through. And but, but I do think having that balance there, if I weren't to have any structure and if I were to just be 
a free spirit who is walking through nature and is is doing things whenever she wants, I don't think that that would give me as much meaning. And so I, I do really depend on that balance between the two and the ways that they work together and aren't necessarily opposed to one another. Visit springtideresearch.org to hear more voices of young people and to download our latest report, The State of Religion and Young People 2021, Navigating Uncertainty. Thanks to a very generous donation, the digital version of this report is free to download. Springtide Research Institute is supported by donors who believe in the critical research and insight-generating work we do on behalf of young people. Make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options on our website today. Today's show was produced by Marta Abuaji and TJ Birnbaum with original music by high school student Christian Unthink. Special thanks to the 10 guests featured on season five and to all the young people whose voices and perspectives make our research possible. Follow us on social media at We Are Springtide and interact with a variety of resources connected to the 2021 report with the hashtag religion and young people 2021. Thanks for listening.